What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Going Live podcast. It's your host, Max Going, and thank you for joining me today on this very first edition, Saturday edition of the Going Live podcast. So thank you for, for spending your Saturday morning, afternoon, or night with me. I do really appreciate it. Uh, we are here as we preview week one. The NFL season is here, and fantasy football needs to be discussed. So just to let you guys know, a little breakdown of what we have been doing. If you haven't listened to the last episode, just a quick reminder of how this is going to be structured going forward Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. So Monday, we recap Sunday, preview Monday night. Wednesday, we recap Monday and preview Thursday night. And Saturday, we preview all of Saturday. So, or, uh, sorry, we preview all of Sunday. So it's going to be a good one. This is going to be an hour long. And um, let me let you know what we are going to do today. Why not? We're going to start it off with our Sunday preview and our Thursday night recap. And then, of course, we go right to our stardom sitem section of the show, our biggest portion of the show, as we go over every single matchup for week one. And then we get to our inbox questions, our inbox matchup questions that you guys have been giving us throughout the week, so thank you for that. And then we get to our bold prediction of the week and our bet of the week. And then we finally round it off with sleepers on Sunday and uh, our injury report. The injury report, last but not least, to let you guys know, know, they might not be in the start-sit section because they're injured. You'll know all that stuff at the end of the show for sure. We should get started, shall we? Why not? A lot to get to, and of course we will always start our show with what's happening right now in the world of sports. And um, in the UFC world, we got a nice fight night going on tomorrow. Watterson against Hill, a 115-pound, um, I guess you can call it the number one contender's fight. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, maybe not. Maybe not immediately. Uh, but this is a big fight. Big fight for both both fighters. Puts them in uh, a win here. Puts them in, in in a category of you know real elite elite competition. So big fight this Saturday, aka tomorrow. That will be a good one. Five rounds for the main event. Speaking of UFC, Dustin Poirier has said that his fight against Tony Ferguson for UFC 254 has been uh, not canceled, but has not been completed due to contract negotiations. Uh, this is a big fight for both Dustin and Tony, and I'm assuming with the lose-lose situation here, the big money was asked for, and and with the, with the coronavirus, obviously denied so Dustin Poirier Tony Ferguson will not happen as of right now which is a a, a bummer I was really looking forward to that fight as of right now it is not going to happen let's move over to the hockey world as Robert Leonard there is a report this is not official not an official um, um, signing by the Vegas Knights but it is a report through ESPN that Robert Leonard and the Vegas Golden Knights have agreed to a five-year, $25 million contract, $5 million per year. And after the way he's been playing so far in the playoffs, it would not surprise me one bit. Alex Kalorn, he was suspended for Game 3 for boarding. Surprised he didn't get more than one game, but 
no surprise that he got suspended for at least one. And uh, that's it. That's it. Oh, some baseball news real quick. Sorry. Um, Pablo Sandoval has been released by the San Francisco Giants. And Mike, Mike Stanton, LOL, Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge could be back for the Yankees as soon as this weekend. And finally, some good news out of the MLB, zero positive tests in the last 12 days, which is a good thing. Um, as they also announced that the MLB will be using a playoff bubble and that the World Series will be held at Ranger Stadium this year. So that is uh, officially confirmed. Let's move on to some football news. Some football news as the Chiefs and the Texans, they kicked off the 2020 NFL season with a great, great game, 34-20. to The Kansas City Chiefs come on top. And, um, boy, was it a coming out party quickly for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 138 rushing yards and a touchdown. He looked real good. And so I took him in two different two different leagues because of the fact that this could happen. <laughs> this could happen. He didn't have any receiving yards or receptions, but he got it done on the ground. 25 attempts in his very first NFL action. No preseason right off the bat given the bulk of the workload. So it's pretty obvious that he is the number one guy for Kansas City, and boy, are uh, people who rostered him happy they did, uh, happy they used their first-round pick because he, he he played real well, and he looked like he's been in the NFL for quite a few years. Patrick Mahomes did his thing, three touchdowns as always, only 211 passing yards, but uh, no interceptions, no turnovers. He looks very crisp. And last but not least, oh, actually not last but not least, Travis Kelsey, 50, yard, uh, 50 yards in the air and a touchdown along with Tyreek Hill, who had a, a nice game, not a great game, five receptions, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but one thing that I will be very honest with you guys this year is my, my bad calls. That will be a segment on Monday called My Bad, and I'll already start it off. Will Fuller had a great game, eight receptions, 112 yards. It looks like he is is comfortable already in that number one spot. So I think going forward from now on, Will Fuller is an absolute must start. So I apologize. Week one is going to be a real weird scenario without the preseason, without knowing how these guys are going to, to, to work out. And I think my, my week one advice here, and it didn't really work out with Will Fuller, but my week one advice here is, is no rookies. Do not start any rookies other than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And obviously it doesn't matter because he played on Thursday, but I would have said the same exact thing even though he was even if he was playing on Sunday. Uh no preseason, I get it. Will Fuller can, can adjust and, and make plays because he's done it before, but not being able to ever play in the NFL and then just being thrusted in, it could prove to be problematic, um, especially for guys like DeAndre Swift who are already questionable to begin with. 
Uh, I'm going to be leaning towards not starting any of the rookies in week one and, and just living with the results and just saying, hey, I want to see what I have before I rely completely on them. So guys like Swift, guys like Cam Akers, I'm going to be on, I'm going to be leaving them on my bench if I have them on any team. So that is my week one advice. Every week I'll have one piece of advice for owners, and I think it's a pretty fair assessment. I'm not starting any rookies. I don't think you should either. That's it, though. Thursday night was a good game. The big boys came to play, and uh, Will Fuller has already established himself as, as as comfortable as a number one wide receiver. So a lot, a lot was a lot was told in that Thursday night game, and I cannot wait to see what the Kansas City Chiefs have in store for the future. Uh, if that's the very first time we've ever seen Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and they trust him with 25 attempts, um, <laughs> it's going to be a great season for, for people who have him on, his, on, on your roster for sure. Let's move on. Let's, let's get right to it, our stardom sit -em section, and we'll be going over every single game. So let's get right to it as the Miami Dolphins go against the New England Patriots. And I don't think I'll be starting... Any Dolphins, unless their name is Devontae Parker. He was questionable coming into the weekend, but now does not have a designation for Sunday's game and practiced in full on Friday. And if you remember what he did last game against the Patriots, yeah, he was not a, a factor in the first time they met up. But the very last game of the season was not only a great tell of what he can do this year. But it was was against New England as well. Uh, eight catches on 11 targets, 137 yards. Uh, it was a prime example of why his ADP was so high coming into the season. And if you took a chance on Devontae Parker, I think you should just go ahead and take the chance once more. Fitzpatrick is starting. He had a pretty good rapport with him, it seemed like, at the end of the season. And, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're looking for a flex option you probably drafted him in your seventh eighth round in that that sort of area and so I think he is worthy of a flex spot today or I'm sorry tomorrow against the Patriots um, in a PPR format I would be starting Edelman as well but in any other format I am not starting any New England Patriots whatsoever maybe James White in a PPR format as well but I am waiting to see the chemistry between Cam Newton and the Patriots. It is not it is not a typical quarterback change. This is a a very comfortable, I guess you can call it, system that these wide receivers and these running backs have been placed in throughout the years like Julian Edelman and Sonny Michelle. And now they have a completely different quarterback at the helm. I think I want to wait it out just one week before making it an, uh, an absolute or a must start for any of those guys. Um, due to the fact that Edelman will always be relevant in a PPR format. I think that's why he is a must-start in PPR formats. He had 100 receptions last year. Okay, so um, you're going to get the receptions. Whether you get the yards and the touchdowns is obviously wait. You have to wait and see. Um, but Edelman would be the only guy I would be comfortable starting on my team. Let's move on to Seattle against Atlanta. And I'm starting all of Atlanta and, and all the Seahawks players that you would think of starting. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, 
Chris Carson, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, guys like that. I think you really don't have a choice. And for many of these matchups, we'll kind of be skipping over the, the obvious ones. Uh, Julio Jones, you're obviously going to be starting. So um, I think a guy that is, is maybe considered on the fence would be Todd Gurley. And uh, Todd Gurley, I would also start for sure. Seattle allowed the third most rushing touchdowns last year with 22. So Todd Gurley, even though it is a passing offense and, and will still be a passing offense with Todd Gurley as their starting running back, I think he could sneak in a touchdown and maybe 60 to 70 yards, and you'll be pleased if he's your RB2, no doubt. Let's move on to Chicago, Detroit Lions against the Bears. And I am not starting any Lions. I think I just mentioned that, that DeAndre Swift would probably be on that list regardless if he was a rookie or not. But Chicago's defense is still pretty good. And the only people I'm comfortable with is Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. Marvin Jones Jr., two games last, last year against Chicago, eight receptions, 117 yards, and one touchdown. Galladay against Chicago, two games, seven receptions, 215 yards, and two touchdowns. So these, both these guys, in my opinion, are must-starts. Um, and other than that, I think it's going to be the same situation for Detroit all year long. You're going to want to start Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay. I think Marvin Jones Jr. is going to have a lot uh, is going to be a lot more effective than what his ADP presented on draft day. So, uh, both those guys for the Lions. Talking about Chicago now, their defense. I think I'd start, even though Khalil Mack has been dealing with an injury and is questionable going into the weekend. I think if you drafted him, you you didn't draft a second defense, and it's a, it's an almost no brainer at this point. David Montgomery, do you start him? Two to four weeks, it was reported his groin injury would take. He was shown in he was seen in practice participating in full. So, the reports out of of the Chicago Bears team is that the media has kind of upplayed this injury a little bit more than it should be. And so, with that being said, I think I I would start David Montgomery um, against the Detroit Lions. The rushing defense for the Lions last year, definitely better than their passing defense, but still not great. So I'd be confident in uh, Montgomery starting and Allen Robinson. PPR, non-PPR, doesn't matter. I think AR-15 should be in the starting lineup. Let's move on to the other North rivalry, and it's going to be Green Bay against Minnesota. And in terms of Green Bay, I think it's the same situation as Atlanta. You're starting many of the guys that you plan on starting on draft day. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Obviously, I think you're going to start all of those guys. Besides that, I wouldn't start many or I wouldn't start any of the fringe Packers. Lazard versus Minnesota last year, five receptions, 45 yards in two games. Um just not confident enough in his abilities to be fantasy relevant right off the bat. Cook and Thielen, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, I would definitely start for Minnesota, obviously. But the Vikings' defense is a is a, uh, a defense I would sit. 20 points both times they played the Green Bay Packers. And if you're giving up 20-plus points, you're probably not getting, 
getting to double-digit fantasy points, and so that is uh, that's just not going to get it done. I will be sitting them as my defense for week one. Kirk Cousins, uh, also not starting. He's also on my sit list. Four turnovers and two touchdowns last year against Green Bay in two different games. And doesn't matter what the yardage is. I'm not interested if you doubled your turnovers for <laughs> with touch or you doubled your touchdowns with turnovers. Not not a good sign. Let's move on though. Philadelphia against Washington. And here's one where I am yelling, yelling at the audience. Please start Terry McLaren. Last year against the Eagles, he was absolutely dominant. Ten receptions, 255 yards, and two touchdowns. I think it's a no-brainer. If you drafted him, he was probably a fifth or sixth round pick, and you would be starting him anyway, but this should be um, a real no-brainer because I think later on in the season you will run into some <laughs> some real matchups for Terry McLaren where it's not not so easy. But for Phil, excuse me, for Philadelphia, this is definitely going to work. Um besides that though, I'm not I'm not interested in any other Washington players. I'm sitting Antonio Gibson for sure. A he's a rookie. B Philadelphia um gave up the third least amount of rushing yards in the whole NFL. So, uh that is not not a recipe I'm interested whatsoever. Uh now we're talking about the Philadelphia side of the ball. Now I have a lot more interest here. Carson Wentz Definitely, definitely start. Um, six touchdowns and only one turnover in 2019. 579 yards. I think that the Washington defense, uh, <laughs> it speaks for itself. If you take a look at how they performed last year, they were bottom five in most defensive categories, including passing touchdowns, including passing yards. Um, I'm sorry, they were not bottom five, bottom 15 in passing yards. But the Washington Redskins, I don't see much there that would make me want to sit Carson Wentz. He's another situation where if you draft him, he's probably your starter. You should feel good about starting him against Washington. Another guy that I think you you must start, this is a must-start situation for Deshaun Jackson, First and foremost, Washington, I just mentioned it, they gave up the third third most passion touchdowns and 68% of passes completed. That was the fir- fourth worst in the NFL. But not just that. That is not the only reason why I think you should definitely start Deshaun Jackson. If you take a look at his track record on week one, he's very consistent. Almost too consistent. 2019, week one, eight receptions, 154 yards, and two touchdowns. 2018, week one, five receptions, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. 2017, a little bit of an injury bug there. 2016, though, six receptions, 102 yards. So he likes to play well on week one. And not not only is he good on week one, last last year, week one was against Washington as well. So I am, I'm very confident into Sean Jackson and his performance for Sunday. That's it, though. No more, no more people on Philadelphia or Washington. As <sighs> I mean, it looks like Miles Sanders is out. 
So I'll just say it now, I guess, because it is the segment later on. But my sleeper on Sunday is going to be Boston Scott. Now, with that being said, he might be pretty tough to fit in the lineup. And so I'm not going to suggest starting him, but I do think you should look into it. Boston Scott, Philadelphia Eagles running back, Miles Sanders, is officially out for, not officially out, but is considered day-to-day, and it's, it's not looking good, not looking good whatsoever. Let's move on to Las Vegas, baby. Very first game for the Las Vegas Raiders as they go against the Carolina Panthers. Brand new coaching staff, brand new quarterback, but the same studs are still there. Christian McCaffrey, still there. DJ Moore, still there. And I think, long pause, I apologize, but I think you should start Teddy Bridgewater. This is going to be another sleeper for me, but I think you should start Teddy Bridgewater. DJ Moore and CMC are going to be huge, a huge help to get him the fantasy points that he's going to need. But not just that. Um, Las Vegas tied for the fourth worst passing touchdown amount in the league last year, gave up 33, and the eighth most yards given up 4,107. So Teddy Bridgewater showed against with New Orleans that he can play. He can play. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say start him. I'm going to say start him. Um, sit Carr, start Darren Waller, and definitely start J- Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, um, first-round pick, second-round pick, you'll be starting him anyway. But just remember, Carolina gave up the most rushing touchdowns last year with 31 and the fourth-most yards on the ground with 2,296. So this should be uh, no question whatsoever Start Josh Jacobs. Let's move on to Indianapolis against Jacksonville. And this one's real, real interesting. Because first and foremost, do not start anybody (laughs) on Jacksonville. I think that's a fair assessment. They have nobody who's fantasy relevant. DJ Chark, maybe. But I think I'm, I'm... I stayed away from him in every single draft due to the fact that I'm not confident in the ability of that offense. So if you drafted him, you probably stuck with him in a flex spot. But I would, I would honestly advise against it. So I wouldn't start anyone on Jacksonville. Now on Indianapolis, start T.Y. Hilton for sure. And Jonathan Taylor is the rookie. I'm not going to start him. I'm starting Marlon Mack. Yes, I am going to start Marlon Mack. Jacksonville gave up the second most rushing touchdowns at 23 and the fifth most yards allowed at 2,229. So, yes, they might get a split. I, I don't know how the, how the workload is going to, to pan out. But at the end of the day, on the unofficial depth chart, Marlon Mack is still the starter. Okay? I totally understand later on in the season, week three, week four, we might have a different situation. But as of right now, to the outside eye, Marlon Mack is still the starter, starting running back in Indianapolis. So I'm starting him. 
I'm, I'm, I'm advising you to start him. I'm starting him in the league that I have him. And I'm confident about it. To be 100% honest with you, I am confident in this decision. I am going to sit Raheem Mostert and start Marlon Mack. And with that being said, I will now talk about Arizona and San Francisco just so we have a nice little segue. I I don't think you should start Raheem Mostert. Two games last year against Arizona, 11 yards. Arizona gave up the fifth fewest touchdowns on the ground, and then they added Isaiah Simmons in the draft. So it's a tough one. (laughs) It is a tough one, and I'm going to go with my gut here and say sit him. I pick Mostert in, like, the 6th, 7th round, and I'm going to be sitting him for my 13th round pick in Marlon Mack. Just saying. Unfortunately, Debo Samuel is injured and will not be playing on Sunday because he was on my definitely start list. 12 receptions, 174 yards in two games last year. Arizona's second most passing yards and touchdowns allowed in 2019. So, with that being said, do you break the rule and start a San Francisco rookie wide receiver by the name of Brandon Ayuk? I would stick with my guns and say against it. And so, if I'm going to start anyone on San Francisco due to the fact that Debo Samuel is hurt, it's not, it's, it's going to be no one. Unfortunately, I'm not starting anyone on San Francisco. I'm going to see how it plays out first. It might come back and really bite me in the in, in the back, but without a preseason, I'm just not confident whatsoever. Let's move on to Baltimore-Cleveland as this rivalry is going to be very good this year. And in, in, in terms of who to start and who to sit, I'm starting Ingram, I'm starting Marquise Brown, I'm obviously starting Lamar Lamar Jackson. Now, I'm sitting Odell Beckham Jr. Two games last year against Baltimore, six receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. But I'm going to start Jarvis Landry. 15 receptions last year, 241 yards in two games. I'm under the impression that most people don't have Landry and OBJ. So, this might not be as difficult as it seems, but I would definitely sit OBJ week one. Chargers against Cincinnati. I am starting Keenan Allen to see what the chemistry is like with Tyrod Taylor. I think that the Bengals will be a favorable matchup. Not a great matchup. They weren't that horrible on defense last season. Um, they only allow, They were the second fewest allowed receptions uh, in, in, in the whole league last year with 308. So they're not a extremely favorable matchup by any means of imagination. But I think that a lot of rookies on that on that ball club in Cincinnati could be a favorable matchup. Start Mixon. I'm sitting AJ Green and I'm starting Boyd in a deeper league. Um a ten team, twelve team, probably gonna sit Boyd. And that's it. That's it for part one. That's only part one, folks. Ha <laughs> ha, you thought you got rid of me that quickly. No. 
part two coming up right now, so stay tuned. We'll be finishing off the stardom situm section along with the rest of the show. Inbox questions, bold prediction of the week, bet of the week, injury report. A lot to get to, so stay tuned. This is going to finish. The second part will start right now.